Chapter 31 Waking the Dreamers We emerge into the howling winds of Lang, where snow carried on the frigid breeze shaves my cheek like a razor. Our brothers of shadow robes have disappeared and we're back in ordinary clothes. Lacoze pulls his coat tight around him and pushes his head down low. I do likewise, holding on to my hat, but it's no good. It won't keep out the cold. The last time we came to Lang, I didn't feel the cold. Not like this. That I do now must mean I'm deeper into the game and Dark Worlds truly has become realer than real. Soon the brothers will follow us into the city. They know we've entered, and if they're not fools, they must suspect we mean their gods harm. Even if they don't know we've got the elixir, they'll surely hunt us. The brothers, I say, glancing back to where we entered, and our footprints abruptly begin on a carpet of otherwise perfect snow. Yeah, we'd better be quick. That way. Lacoze nods, indicating the slender, twisted spires of the nameless city on the horizon, silhouetted against a field of stars, stars like handfuls of sequins thrown by a malicious god to dazzle those below, constellations both strange and repugnant. You have begun the quest, awaken the dreamers. The game monitors us even now. We trudge heads down against a wind that howls and screams, and behind the howling sounds a deeper agony, the baying of dead gods of despair and despondency. We pass the abandoned huts, their roofs scalped by eternal winds, leaving worn-down walls of granite, whose mica sparkles amid the ice in reflection of the blasphemous stars above. Soon we're at the perimeter of the city and walking on the first roads, though they are more than half covered by blown snow. The elixir of life is in my hand, warm in its glass bottle, murmuring, shifting, as if it lives. It gives me some comfort in this ghastly place. We walk on roads and alleys and I see the tumours in the walls, each pregnant with a cold one. They stir and I think, maybe this one is Miranda, or that. I approach them. He says, what are you doing? We need to get to the Colosseum and wake the warm ones. That's the reason we're here. He glances over his shoulder. The Brothers of Shadow will be on our backs in any minute. Waking the warm ones isn't the only reason I'm here. I talk above the keening of the wind. I need to find Miranda. She was near here, I'm sure. I search desperately among the bulges in the wall that shift horribly full of their larvae, and I realize I don't know which one is her. There's no point opening these things and bringing them on us if I'm not sure which is her. He's about to say something, but bites his lip. Then I turn and sigh, and we continue. I say, I thought somehow I'd know, or I'd find her here already waiting for me. He studies me with his brown eyes and looks down and continues. Soon we're partly sheltered from the wind beneath the white stone walls veined with gold. The bulges in the walls move. They're like swollen chrysalises that sense our nearness. Soon they'll burst, and their contents will come hunting us, vile antibodies of the diseased city. Despite what he said, I haven't put the elixir away. Any time I could meet her. I stop by a moving bulge. He shakes his head. Adam, we have to hurry. Only by wakening the dreamers can we weaken their masters. We've got to deprive these artificial gods of their research material, of their food. But I don't move. I haven't taken my eyes off the bulge I think holds Miranda. He looks back again as if willing me to move faster. Let me try, I say. He waits without speaking while I take the stopper from the glass bottle and I hear the elixir hissing. 
I don't know whether to cut into the blister or splash the elixir on the outside. In the end, I don't have to wait because the thing bursts out of its own accord. The membrane rips and cloudy fluid drips out, smelling of ammonia. The thing inside turns and flops like something being born, some ghastly flat worm pushing out of its blister. If it once was human, it's a long way from that now. It gazes at me with golden insect eyes. Antennae protrude from its head, bent and wet, and translucent wings like a blue bottles unfold damply from its human shoulders. It has a human mouth, but it's not her. I'm about to use the elixir to try and save it when Lukos loses his temper. Come on, it's not even her. We need that elixir. Don't waste it. He's right. But I stand, the potion bottle in my hand. No creature deserves to turn into this. I believe I could return it to life with the elixir. It would be an act of mercy. I hesitate until Lukos takes out his shotgun and blasts the thing at close range. Beseechingly, he says, we have so little time, Adam. Let's go. He's right, of course he's right. I hurry after him. We penetrate deeper into the nameless city, finding our way through its maze of streets to the Colosseum, the towers over the western districts. As we walk, I watch starfish fall in a soft golden rain from a point in the sky that shouldn't exist. Alien geometries warp the air. Impossible angles and shapes shift like great inhuman gods above. The code is disturbed by our presence. It senses we mean it harm. There are two brothers of Shadow Guards standing at the Colosseum entrance. Leco shoots one, and without hesitation, I shoot the other. They're players, but I've made them into cold ones. You've killed a brother of Shadow, plus 400 XP. We enter the Colosseum and see banks and banks of warm ones on their stone beds, all struggling in their sleep, each one's mouth covered by a starfish that burrows into it to map and learn its neural pathways. Give me a bottle of elixir, Co says. I hand him one. With the bottle in my hand, that leaves one more still in the inventory. I look around at the thousands of warm ones, dreaming they're in quiet sleep. I don't think we've got enough elixir, I say. The Co's mutters, a drop each. However many we wake is a bonus. Each one is a power source for them. Go fast. To be more efficient, we split up. I begin to follow the spiral round and up to the left while he goes right. I stop at the first warm one. It's a woman whose light brown hair hangs in unkempt ropes. The gods alone know how long she's been here for it to grow so long. The starfish stirs as I step near and hugs its prisoner even tighter as I put my forefinger over the bottle mouth and let one drop fall. The golden liquid drips like a kiss between her eyes. Even its proximity sends the starfish pulling away, dragging its legs from her mouth, and she comes too, waking like a drowning woman breaking the surface, coughing up liquid and starting up hand to mouth. She doesn't know where she is, but her eyes are wide with fear. I spend a moment comforting her, but I don't think she understands me. I look around at the warm ones here. There's no way we can wake them all before the Brothers of Shadow arrive. But of course he's right. We've got to wake as many as we can. Lacoze is diligently making his way around the spiral paths, a drop of elixir on each dreamer's forehead to wake them and send the starfish scuttling away. It's important to do this, but it's also important to find Miranda. I might not get another chance. I hurry to the next one, a man. I drip the elixir onto his brow and he too wakes, slapping away the starfish that flops and flips on the floor beside my foot. I stamp on it, grind it into mush, 
as its legs flex weakly under my heel. I get 50 XP for that kill. Time is running out, I'm decided. I turn and make my way down the path. I want to find Miranda before the brothers arrive. Lacoze will be fine. I'll be back as soon as I can. She must be here somewhere. Our presence will have woken them from their sacks. There's every chance she'll be on the streets. She'll know I'm here and be looking for me. But as I get to the Colosseum entrance, four brothers of shadow are coming up the street. Their masks are off and I see their lamprey teeth. They see me too. Gunfire cracks against the rock wall behind me. I duck and roll out of their way behind a stone wall. I creep along it, so I'm no longer where they saw me disappear. The place crackles with pistol fire and the high-pitched whine of ricochets, but they're wide, trained on where I used to be. I have both pistols out. I bob up and squint along the walther and squeeze off a round, and it strikes a brother in the head. You've killed a brother of shadow, plus 400 XP. One down. There'll be many more of them soon. I've got a good position here behind the wall. They can't see me when I duck down, and I shoot another two before they know where I am. I stand again and one fires. He hits me in the shoulder for 35 health. I duck back down, sip a health potion, and I'm up again. I crack off two rounds. I drop behind the wall, reload the browning with shaking fingers, and one jumps over. He's as surprised to see me as I am to see him, but I get to draw on him and put a bullet from the Walther into his face. You've killed a brother of shadow, plus 400 XP. I then shuffle left and see a brother retreating along the far road. I risk standing and taking careful aim. I hit him, wounding him with my first shot, so he's lying bleeding on the ground. I fire again and miss. Then my heart almost stops. Cold ones are swarming down the road. They hop and slide like great bugs, cockroaches with the backs and arms of men and the twitching legs of insects. I look for any sign of Miranda among the throng. There are maybe a hundred of them, and more burst from their chrysalises all the time, tipping out like foul larvae on unsteady legs. Some are worm-like, great maggots shuffling along on their bellies, others insectoid like the one Lico's blasted with his shotgun, and all coming my way. I'm outside the Colosseum. If I go right, I descend into the lower city near the frozen river, and I don't know my way out of there. I need to go left up the hill. I run up a sloping alley and at the top take a right. I see stone steps leading up in front of me and I climb, nearly slipping on the snow. Then I'm on the flat roof of a house. From where I stand, I can see the cold ones thronging their way towards the Colosseum entrance, the place I left Lacoze. The boom of his shotgun echoes out time and time again, and it sounds like he's taking his time firing. He should have left when they went in. He can take his returning potion at any time, so why doesn't he? And I realise it's because I'm missing, and he doesn't want to leave without me. I think of going back, then we both can leave, but I've got to find Miranda. Only by finding her can I justify leaving him. I scan the crowd of the cold ones below the house I'm on. They're milling around, but they haven't sighted me. I hear Lacoze's rate of fire increase. Staccato blasts coming quicker now. I hope he's got lots of ammo and can last till I get back. Then I see her, what's left of her. Black hair hangs down her back, thin writhing worms erupting from her sides. She's worse than she was. I shout out, Miranda, but she doesn't turn. I yell again, Miranda, hoping there's some part of her left. She sent me those messages, disjointed and broken as they were. She can't be wholly gone yet. And when I yell her name the third time, Miranda turns. I call for her, and she stutters and shuffles out of the crowd towards me. 
She knows my voice, the still hope. As I look, I see there's still something left of her face, enough to recognize her. The other cold ones are moving away, but Miranda is coming towards me, her worm arms fluttering and flexing. She's trying to find a way up to where I stand on the flat roof of the house. The elixir is her only salvation. I have the bottle in my hand. The liquid glows as golden as a summer sunrise. Miranda's dark eyes, one spider-like, the other like a rotten fruit, glance up at the elixir as if she knows what it is. Her face twists and sniffs, a ruin of beauty it once had, that it might regain. Then the crowd parts. Something huge and vile shoulders its way through the mass of cold ones heading towards the Colosseum. I recognize the cloth-draped shape from the British Museum's cellar. It stands to its full height, revealing the monstrosity that is Mervyn Gerdrock. His unspeakable bargain with the Old Ones has transformed him into an abomination. His code is twisted and contaminated by them. He roars his fury, and the Cold Ones scuttle and slither out of his way. The monsters part in respect and fear as his many-legged body scuttles its way into the Colosseum archway. He has to duck to get under, then he's inside. Lacoz is in there. There's no way he can beat this monster. I look down at Miranda. She waits, unable to reach me. I'll have to go down to her if I'm to save her. The bulk of the cold ones have moved off after Gerdrock and are pressing into the Colosseum, but she waits. I hear more shotgun fire from inside the Colosseum. If I go to Lacoz, it'll be too late for Miranda. Even if I could come back, by that time she'll be fully transformed into the monstrosity that's eating her up. She's still there, waiting for me, waiting for the elixir. Lukosa's gun fires out, then goes quiet. Then I know my duty is more to the living than the dead. I hurry down the steps away from where she waits. Lukosa fires again. I can run around the side of the Colosseum and get to him that way. Most of the cold ones are trying to get into the Colosseum the way Gerdrock entered, blocking up the gateway with their deformed bodies. I pull out both pistols and begin to shoot at the cold ones. They turn and see me but fall under my bullets. Plus 400 XP, plus 400 XP, plus 400 XP. Level up. Congratulations. You are now level 7. I'm going right. There are still more of them and I shoot again and again, pausing to reload both pistols, then run on to find Lacoz. There are still cold ones there, but I shoot them as I go, clocking up XP. Suddenly, lurching along the road behind me, a maggot thing appears, sniffing the air. It scents me and starts to move in my direction. Disgusted by it and without thinking, I fire and bullets rip open its bloated side, leaking yellow fluid until it flops dead. You have killed a cold one, plus 400 XP. I enter the Colosseum from the opposite entrance to see Gerdrock towering above the army of hideous bug things on the far side. The coast is near me, but up higher. I can't get to him because of the cold ones blocking the way. I yell up, drink your returning potion. Where did you go? He shouts, I was waiting for you. I sigh, just drink, then we'll leave. They're swarming up at him, mostly ignoring me. I see him get out his potion bottle. They're so close, he's got it to his mouth. Okay, I raise my own returning potion. I place the glass against my lips, and when I see his potion is in his hand, I sip mine. It tastes like palmer violets. Just then, a cold one lurches into him from the right, sending his potion bottle and his shotgun both spinning onto the ground out of reach. Other cold ones are coming for him now as he stoops to try to reach his shotgun. I try to blast my way up to him, 
I have no idea what we're going to do now. Lecoe's shoulder charge is a cold one, stoops and gets his shotgun and blasts a woodlouse-shaped thing before it bites him. From the other side of the auditorium, Gerdrock roars and begins to barge his way towards Lecoe's. Then, I'm gone, like water being pulled down a plug hole. I'm back in the game world, but Lecoe's isn't. Thank you. 